0: icons Did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanten, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall, who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and all the sexy bites in between and this season of the podcast they cover seasons three and four of True Blood uh, where there's more werewolves, witches and vampire royalty on the show plus I have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show lots of that to come I think we're all pop culture junkies here and one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made and so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast so check it out uh, and also check out the show True Blood Watch all episodes of True Blood on max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Are you looking for ways to be happier, healthier, more productive, and more creative? Gretchen Rubin is the number 1 best-selling author of The Happiness Project, and every week she shares insights and practical solutions in the Happier with Gretchen Rubin podcast. Gretchen's co-host and happiness guinea pig is her sister Elizabeth Craft, a Hollywood showrunner. Join Gretchen and Elizabeth as they reveal fresh insights from cutting-edge science, ancient wisdom, pop culture, and their own experiences about cultivating happiness and good habits. Every week, they offer a manageable try-this-at-home tip you can use to boost your happiness without spending a lot of time, energy, or money. Suggestions such as follow the one-minute rule, choose a one-word theme for the year, or design your summer. They also feature segments like know yourself better, where they discuss questions like are you an overbuyer or underbuyer, a morning person or night person, Abundance lover or simplicity lover. And every episode includes a happiness hack. A quick, easy shortcut to more happiness. Listen and follow Happier with Gretchen Rubin an Odyssey Podcast. Available now, free on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. So anyway, I don't know who's coming, but I told Evan, who's my guy who does my marketing, about, you know you girls come to my Christmas show so we have seat. Have oh don't be upset with it's sold out so we're not you know basically we support you we love you but um we don't really want to sit and see you work you don't want to see me work what do you mean well it's like I don't want to sit at a table and watch you perform I've already seen you I want to like you know me I'm very social and I'm throwing a surprise party for Sonia and Dorinda so you can come after your show your show's over at night if you can. Well, yeah, no, my show's not over at 9. It's not okay. over until, like, at least 10. I know. And why do you have to do it on the same night as my show? Because there's no other night to do it. Uh, there's seven days a week, so any night you could do it. We had a group text where all of us were saying that we really didn't want to go to Luann's Cabaret. and we've already been there several times, and we just want to do something where we could all have fun together. So, of course, I came up with the idea to plan a party. So, Sorry. We love you, but we really don't want to go to the show. We want to hang out and have fun. It's Ramona planned the party. On the same night as Luann's Christmas Cabaret, I was dying. That is the funniest, maybe the funniest scene. One of the funniest scenes I've ever seen in Housewife history. And Luann, of course, couldn't say or do anything because they had all just given her such a hard time about being the center of attention and needing too much applause and everything. And here was Ramona just sitting Luann down and being like, well, we decided we don't want to see you work. To see you work! (laughs) I thought so funny, you guys. This whole episode, I was dying laughing, and I don't know what it was. I don't know if I was just in an especially good mood today. I had a bunch of candy. I went to HomeGoods earlier, and I bought a bunch of orange slices, cherry slices, and candies by the cash register, but I just felt good. And every scene was making me laugh harder than the last. But that scene where Ramona just said, you know, look, Gwen, we don't want to watch you work. And then it was revealed in the confessional that Ramona and the rest of the ladies had a text chain I mean, who among us doesn't have that with our group of friends? I mean, there's always, like, separate chains. You know, there's, like, a group thread, and then you have the separate ones where you talk about somebody else in the group thread. (laughs) And to know that these women are doing the exact same thing just brought such a smile to my face, made me so happy. And again, just watching Luann just sit there and have to take it. Although, she tried to give Ramona a little bit of a hard time, but you could tell that Luann was thinking, oh, shit, like, I've already been on camera looking like an asshole who needs attention. Like, I thought it was, like, one of the greatest scenes of all time. Like, I don't want to overhype it, but I really think it was, like, the funniest thing I've ever seen. Like, one of them. And that's in an episode that includes the scene with Tinsley and the dog, the frozen dog, like, the (laughs) frozen dog, as if the dog's a Hot Pocket. She's got him in the freezer. I, you guys, so many laughs this episode. Wow, Bethany, wow. I just... So many laughs. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Everything Iconic. I'm Danny Pellegrino. I should have led with that. Now, this episode opens. We're going to jump right in jump right in. This is the third episode this week of me. I apologize. I know you guys say don't apologize, but I'm apologizing anyway. It's what I do. I'm a Libra. Anyway, we open with how the episode ended last week. So last week, we had it to be continued, and Bethany was losing her shit. She was having a breakdown, a breakthrough, and a panic attack. It was all happening at that Miami restaurant. We open at the Miami restaurant. Now, this Miami trip has been A-plus TV, perfect television. And we're still in Miami at the opening of this episode. We see Bethany yelling again, you're a sicko. And I, oh my God, you guys, when she yelled, you're a sicko, I got chills again. Just seeing it again tonight, I got chills. And I love when she says, you're a sicko. And then Luann says, look at you. <laughs> she said, look at you. <laughs> I mean, if that's not one of the best break breakdowns we've seen on The Housewives, it was so, so good. Bethany just lost it. Lost it. And then Bethany runs away. So she goes outside the restaurant. She runs away. Barbara and Dorinda go chasing after her. Luann tries to go chasing after her. And Bethany's like, no, I don't want you around me. I don't want you around me. Meanwhile, Ramona's wiping away tears. Wiping away tears from her own eyes at the dinner table. I think Ramona was so proud that she got some tears out because it wasn't about her at all. But Ramona has been on reality television long enough that she's able to squeeze out a tear. We've seen earlier in the season, Tinsley tries to squeeze out a tear and it doesn't work. Of course, Tinsley is new to the reality TV arts, but Ramona has been doing it so long that she was able to do it. She's sitting at the table, and you could tell she was proud. She was so proud. Meanwhile, Sonia's eating. Did you guys see Sonia eating? She was shoveling that fucking lobster Pop-Tart in her mouth as if it was (laughs) her last supper. I mean, Sonia was just shoveling food in her mouth. Meanwhile, what the fuck is Dorinda wearing? I don't think we really covered that last week, but You really got a good look at it this week. And I thought, what the fuck is Dorinda wearing? It's a white suit. It doesn't look like something Dorinda wears. Here's the thing about Dorinda's style, and I love Dorinda. She is the best, a gift to us all. She's someone that we should celebrate and worship, a queen icon and legend. I truly love my Dorinda. And we don't deserve her. I just want to say up front, we do not deserve Dorinda. We don't. But what the fuck was she wearing? And here's the thing I want to say about her style is it seems as though she just gets things from the dry cleaner that have no rhyme or reason or, or she has no business wearing them. It's just something that she throws on. And this white suit just seemed to not fit her. The hair was I don't know. But I loved it. I loved it. I love I love these women. I'm so happy. We're so blessed. Anyway, it was funny that Ramona was the one who put these pieces together because I didn't even put these pieces together. Now keep in mind. I watch and critique these shows. I take very detailed notes. Okay, last week I watched that episode like maybe two or three times. Last week's episode, I criticize. I I talked about it on two different episodes. I talked about it on my recap last week, and then I talked about it with Casey on Monday. I went over this episode a million times, watched it a million times, and I wasn't even able to put together what Ramona put together, which was that Bethany had an aha moment. Bethany realized that if she gave Dennis what she gave Luann in terms of the intervention and rehab, then Dennis would still be alive. And she said, Luann doesn't get it. And I was thinking, I didn't get it, Ramona. I'd been watching. How did I not get that? It seemed so clear when Ramona said it. And I was like, I never put that together. And hearing Ramona have this aha moment about Bethany having an aha moment gave me an aha moment. We all It was like an inception aha moment. Oprah would have been so proud, so fucking proud because I did not put it together. Ramona had this weird moment of clarity, and she's been doing that a lot this season, I've noticed. So anyway, outside the restaurant, Bethany, Dorinda, and Barbara, they're trying to calm Bethany down. Bethany's losing it, and Bethany is finally sort of coming to, and she says, did I call her a name? And Dorinda and Barbara are like, no. And then Bethany's like, well, I called her insufferable. And Dorinda goes, that's true, though. (laughs) So funny. That's true, though. Then Luann comes back outside. Bethany, like, runs back inside the restaurant because she's still dodging Luann. And then Luann says that she's going to leave. And Dorinda says, Where are you going to go? And she says, I'm going to go out with Denio. Denio, who, of course, we met a couple weeks back, Denio is that hot guy with the glass. Did he have glasses? I don't remember, but he's hot. And Lou says she's going to leave with him. And I think we were all thinking, Wait, you're going to leave? I was very worried. I thought, You're going to leave to go out. That's not a good thing after all of this hoopla. I don't think it's safe for Luann to go out. And luckily, she realized it. She returns, and she says, you know what? I'm not going to go out drinking. If I go out, I'm going to have a drink. And I'm not going to have a drink because of them. She says, because of them, I'm not going to do it. She says, I'm not going to do it. She goes back inside. The entire cast is around the table again. Again, they're still around the table. After all of that, they're all just sitting there as if nothing happened. <laughs> they're all, I mean, they're discussing the fight a little bit, but for the most part, it's like nothing ever happened. Tinsley's looking around. Tinsley, I do not believe, could see straight. I believe Tinsley was seeing double at this point because if you watch her back, you could see Tinsley's face just sort of looking around. And we know last week she was slurring. I don't think Tinsley knew where she was. I don't believe that she knew where she was. She could have been in a restaurant, a dance club, or the golf course. She wouldn't have fucking known because she was wasted as a skunk, drunk as a skunk, as they say. But she was just looking around. She seemed like a dog that was lost. She seemed like lost Bambi, just confused where she was. Then the whole scene ends. Bethany kind of apologizes. Luann apologizes to Barbara, which made me feel good because I felt worst about Barb last week. I felt really bad for Barb last week. So I was so happy that Lou apologized. But the whole scene ends with Luann saying, Life is a cabaret. And it was like Luann, did you not even pay any attention to this whole this whole thing that happened before? It was like Luann wasn't even at the dinner. She said, Well, life's a cabaret life's a cabaret. That's how she ended the scene. And Bethany had to reiterate, no, life is not a cabaret. Like Bethany was basically saying, like, were you not paying any attention to that whole outburst I had? I could not believe that that's how Lou ended the scene. Life's a cabaret. <laughs> like what? Luann, pay the wake the fuck up. Wake the fuck up, Luann. Anyway, then they get back home to this Miami house. And the girls decide they want to drink more and dance. And this was so funny. So they're in the kitchen. Luann had already gone to bed. So I think like Luann had gone to bed, the rest of the women are like, okay, we can get fucked up now. Like, even more so than they already were. And we know that Tinsley was already really fucked up. Tinsley has to take a bullet from Ramona. Let me just say that. She takes a bullet from Ramona because Ramona says, Tinsley, I like the way you dress, but your boobs look flat in that. She <laughs> your boobs look flat in that. And poor Tinsley's like, well, I paid three grand for it. So I wasted three grand. Now here's like a little thread that I was not expecting in the rest of the season. Apparently, Dorinda is alluding that Scott is still in her life and buying her a bunch of shit. Dorinda said in her confessional, like, I'm a math doer. That's what Dorinda said, word for word, I'm a math doer. She said, it doesn't add up. How is Tinsley still buying these clothes? How is she buying it? And she's right, but I wasn't expecting this. Anyway, then we're back in the kitchen. The women are dancing. Tinsley shows her tits. They dance. Sonia twirls a weave around. She's got some sunglasses on. Barb is dancing. <laughs> it was a very a sight to see. Barbara at one point said, this is good girls gone wild. Barbara. I you guys I'm liking Barbara right now. I've turned a corner and I like her again. I like her a lot, actually. I'm not sure that we need her back. I'm just saying I really like Barbara. And I'm excited to get her book. So then we have one of my other favorite scenes of the whole episode, which is Dorinda entering Bethany's room in Miami. Now Dorinda has smeared lipstick. I wouldn't say it's as smeared as that time in Cartagena when Dorinda said to Carol that she would invite a heroin addict off the street into her house. You remember that, and then I don't care if you're the biggest heroin addict in the world. I've invaded my house and I see that and I see what's going on? you remember that scene? <laughs> this was almost as good as that scene again. Dorinda's makeup was smeared, but just not as much. She didn't look quite like the Joker. She actually looked more like Jack Nicholson joker this scene, whereas the other one she looked like Heath Ledger joker. You know what I'm saying It was like <laughs> not not as bad a smear but she sits down to Bethany, and she's wasted at this point. And she gives a monologue, and I, I'm going to do my best. I'm going to do my best to just give you the monologue. I wrote it all down. This was a Dorinda original. She's wasted. She's in all white, an all-white suit. And she says the following. She's drunk. She sits Bethany down. She says, I don't want to talk about Luann. Let's talk about you. I'm a little bit drunky. It was bad that he died. And you speak about all these other things. I need you to say that to me. It was bad. You're functioning. You're going through the motions. You never said it's bad that he's dead. So I'll just take a moment and take that in. Breathe it in. (laughs) Breathe it in. She said, let's talk about you. It was bad he died. I mean, this is a very serious conversation, particularly one to be having when everyone's drunk. She said at the beginning of the monologue, she said, I'm a little bit drunky. She didn't say I'm a little bit little bit tipsy. She didn't say I'm a little bit even drunk. She said a little bit drunky. And she just keeps saying that it's bad. And this monologue, you guys, Bethany just took it in. She just breathed it in the way that we're all trying to breathe it in now. Bethany didn't even blink twice, though. And I'm thinking this woman, this Dorinda, and I love a drunk Dorinda. Again, queen icon legend Dorinda. We love her. We love her. She's the best. I never want her to go anywhere off my TV. Keep her on TV forever. But she's giving this very sloppy monologue about her friend's ex's passing. And it's just very, very, it's a lot. It's a lot. And I don't want to offend anyone, so I'm not going to say any more. But it was a lot to take in. She just kept saying, you say he was bad. Say he was bad. Then we cut to the next day, 6.15 a.m. Bethany says in her confessional that she's leaving. She says, I'm always the last to arrive and the first to leave, but I always make my mark, she says. And let me just say, Bethany is proud that what she can do in an hour of screen time is more than other women can do in a whole season of screen time. I mean, we look at the Real Houses of Beverly Hills. I don't know what's going on in that season, but they're in France, and they're stretching that France trip out into three episodes, and nothing's happening. Bethany could come in and out in an hour and spice things up. That's what Beverly Hills needs. They need a Bethany. Bethany, she might have only been on this Miami trip for four hours. We don't know. The point is, Bethany came in and out, and she gave us some good TV. That Miami trip is one of the best. Right up there was Scary Island, Mexico, Cartagena. I mean, really, all of these women's trips—they give us good, good vacations. But Bethany was right. She could come in and out, and those Beverly Hills women. I don't know if you guys are watching Beverly Hills. I don't know what to say about it. It's like very. It's very sad what's happened to Beverly Hills, in my opinion. I know some people are enjoying it. and I'm not even saying it's bad because of Vanderpump leaving and the Vanderpump of it all. I just think it's bad because nothing's going on. Like the fighting that they're trying to do is not working. And then they got drunk this week in France, but it was like so boring drunk. Although I did really love, (laughs) Kyle did an impression of Teddy that really made me laugh. It was really good, you guys. (laughs) Kyle's impressions really made me laugh. But nothing's going on there. It's like, I don't understand that franchise. And, you know, that's not what this is about. This is about the greatest show on earth, which is the Real House of New York. That's what this recap's about, not the Beverly Hills women. That's why we're not recapping that. Anyway, we cut to another great scene. Look at all these all star scenes. All of these all star scenes in this one episode of the Real House of New York. We cut to Sonia going into Barbara's room, leaving her a voicemail. So apparently, Barbara had already left. Sonia goes in to Barbara's old room. Try to find some rings. She's looking around. She can't find the rings. She calls Barbara on a cell phone and leaves Barbara voicemail. And she says, "I'm looking for your rings. I can't find your rings, but there's spray tan over everything." And then the camera pans around to Barbara's room and shows us all the orange furniture. (laughs) Not a single piece of furniture was not orange. It was everything in there looked like it was Garfield the cat. I don't know. It was all orange. And. I told you guys last week that's why the season of The Rosses in New York is cut short. I believe that half the budget was gone because the production had to replace all that furniture that Barb left stained. That's what I believe. There's no other explanation for why we have a shortened season. Next week's the finale. That's the only explanation. How could Barb leave all that furniture orange? I need to ask her. We need to get Barb on the show. We need to ask her about this orange furniture. I need to know. What happened? Did she just decide not to clean it up, or maybe she couldn't clean it up? When she was spraying on the spray tan, was she just doing it willy-nilly, not paying attention? I know we saw like a quick cutaway of her doing it on her legs, but when you do that, isn't there normally? I'm I hate to brag, but I'm naturally olive complexion, so I don't use any self tan or spray tan. But don't you normally put it on carefully or against a backdrop or so? I mean, I I, don't you put a sheet down or a towel or I, I don't know. Seems bizarre that you would just spray willy-nilly in front of all the white furniture. I don't know. But it was so funny just seeing Sonia look around. And I almost feel like Sonia was just doing that on purpose to call out Barbara. Like I think production was like, Sonia, go in there and talk about the spray tan. Barbara probably hadn't even left yet. (laughs) Sonia just called a fake number. I feel like that's what happened. Then it's revealed, as they're all getting ready to leave, that Ramona's staying in Miami for Art Basel. Sonya gets a little upset about it. Then it's revealed that Tinsley's going to Palm Beach to see Bambi, who's dying of cancer, her dog, which we'll talk about in a minute. And then uh, Dorinda, Sonya, and Luanne leave together. They all leave as if nothing happened, and I love these women so, so much. I love them. After everything that happened in Miami, they're all just leaving with smiles on their faces. They're happy as a clam. Everyone's just over everything. It's like, No one has holding any grudges. They're all happy. Dorinda says something about it's like, "Well, we're family." (laughs) Like what? You guys all just yelled at each other. I don't even know. I don't even know. I bet they have the best sleep when they get back from their vacations. You know what I mean? Like they go back to New York and they just sleep so soundly. I, you guys, this is not about the episode, but recently I downloaded this app called Calm. It's a calm app. And they basically have like nighttime noises that you can listen to before you go to bed. And there's different settings. Like you could listen to nature scapes, so you can listen to like rainfall or waterfalls or whatever. And they also have an option for Matthew McConaughey. And I'm not making this up. Like this is a real thing. Look up the call map. And you can have him tell you stories before you go to bed. (laughs) It's the most bizarre thing. (laughs) And I really want Housewives to do it. But right now there's like a Matthew McConaughey option and it's he's just like all right, all right, all right. Let's go to bed. So it's like he tells you a story. <laughs> We're gonna count some sheep. I'm gonna count some sheep. Look at all them sheep. We got a lot of sheep to count. <laughs> I don't know if I I can't really do a Matthew McConaughey, but I could do the all right, all right, all right. <laughs> That's what it is though. It, like he tells you stories before you go to bed and tries to lull you to sleep. And I'm thinking, I really need this with the housewives. Like, I would love to listen to Dorinda on an app just telling me a bedtime story. I don't care if you are the biggest f***ing heroin, order, heroin addict prostitute on the street. I would never shame you. I would invite you to my house and say, what the f*** is going on? Or could you imagine Luann, like, Ladies and gentlemen, this is the Countess speaking. Time to go to sleep scaring everyone. Ah, <laughs> oh, you guys, I need it. We need a housewife sleep app. That's all I want. Bethany like Bethany just yelling, "Go to sleep! Go to sleep!" <laughs> just, that's all we need. That's what I need. That would put me to sleep. I know some people might find that aggressive, but the peaceful tones of Bethany Frankel telling me to go to sleep would definitely work on me. Like that would put me right to bed. That's what I need. These people relax me. These women relax me. I watch them at nighttime, and I truly do feel relaxed as I'm watching The Housewives. And that's why I would love a sleep app starring The Housewives. Please give it to us, bravo. That's all we need. I think a lot of people find reality TV relaxing. I'm not the only one, right? Like A lot of you listen to it to escape the day. I'm an anxious person, and it feels good when I'm watching reality TV, specifically The Housewives. I feel so at peace, especially, particularly 100% rony. When I'm watching rony, I've never been more peaceful. Anyway, they all get back to New York and we're seeing different uh, women do different things. So we see Dorinda at her new apartment. We see Ramona looking at the ageless, um, skincare factory with Sonia and they're both wearing the, the things on their head, the hair nets. And Sonia says that they're, she says, we're like Laverne and Shirley, but we're selling your shit. (laughs) It's so funny. I mean, Laverne and Shirley didn't use that kind of language, but I loved it. And you guys, I've been using Ageless by Ramona for the last month or so. And I'm not kidding you. Like, this is not an ad. And I feel stupid even saying this to anyone because I feel like it's gross of me to say this. But I really think it's a great product. Like, my skin feels great. I moisturize before bed with it and when I wake up. And I think it's a good product. It smells fantastic. And I feel stupid. Literally, people have asked me, and I'm like cautiously telling them it's great because I keep expecting my face to just break on hives from it, like Alex McCord. <laughs> I keep expecting just like hives on my face, and it's fine and it feels good. And to be honest, I like it. I think it's a great product. So there we are. Anyway, then we see Luann at the studio. I love a studio, I love a housewife singing scene. Very excited about that. We see Bethany and Dorinda talking, and they're at Dorinda's new house. And Bethany and Dorinda are comparing their dragging of Luann. So Dorinda's saying, Well, when I was in Cartagena, I dragged Luann and you know she's not too happy for me. And then Bethany's saying, Well, you know, I didn't mean to drag her that much. And they're basically just comparing who dragged Luann more. And Dorinda finds it weird that Luann is like texting Bethany right away. Meanwhile, Luann ignored Dorinda for like fucking eight months. And Dorinda's right. That is weird, and I feel like it's because Luann thinks Bethany is on the same level of her fame-wise. That's what I believe. And Dorinda's not to her. But let me be honest with you guys. Luann is not on the same level as Bethany on fame-wise. There were reports that Luann wanted three point five million for the next season of Real Houses in New York, and I don't know that that's true. It's probably just rumored gossip. But it's insane. It is insane that Luann would get that much money for a season. It's not okay. And I think we need to get Luann as just a friend of next season. She needs to be just a friend of. Anyway, uh, Bethany says that Luann was the star of her intervention. She says Luann even wanted to be the star of her intervention. That's some dark shit right there. We learned last week that Luann likes to go to the AA meetings to basically perform. And now we're learning that Luann during her intervention was treating it like a stage a little bit. That's very bizarre very fucked up. Meanwhile, Luann's at the studio. She's doing her new song, Feeling Giovanni. And you guys, let me just say, the lyrics to this song, one day at a time, keep it cool and you'll be fine. So Luann's reading that. She's in the studio. She says that lyric. She says, one day at a time, keep it cool and I'll be fine. She says it in a much deeper baritone, but that's what she said. That's what she is. She's like, story of my life. And it feels so good. She's singing it, you guys, and we're all enabling. And I downloaded that song; I have it on my phone, and I'm I'm the problem here. I'm the common denominator. I should not be downloading this music, and all of us out there shouldn't be downloading it. But it's good; it turns out good, and then we're we're victims of it. I don't think that we should be buying her music or going to her shows anymore. It doesn't seem like the right idea. I think we're all enabling her, but and you guys, let's be honest: we need to start enabling the other ones. I'm doing my part. I'm buying Aegis by Ramona. I bought Barbara Kay's book. What more do I got to do? I tried to buy a skinny girl candle. But I find that too many of us fans are only enabling Luann, and we got to enable the others. Get them on a level playing field. Because right now, Luann's just feeling herself. She thinks she's too big for her britches. She thinks she's better than the rest of the housewives, and we need to get the rest of them on her level. Because that's the only way this is going to even out. We need to raise the rest up. So what I'm trying to say is, I encourage you all to go buy some other products. Don't buy Luann's song. Or if you're going to buy Luann's song, even it out with some other purchases. Buy Barb's steelbook. Do what you gotta do. Do what you gotta do. Oh, and I love Luann was saying about the song, Feelin' Giovanni. She says fans of hers and everyone at the cabaret yell, Giovanni. And I'm thinking, they're not imitating you, Luann. They're imitating Dorinda. And they're all just blacked out, myself included. When I've been at her shows, of course I'm yelling Giovanni at the top of my lungs. But that's because I'm blacked out. Everyone who's at those shows are blacked out. No one knows what they're saying. And the only reason they're yelling Giovanni is because that's the only thing I could think of. Right? We can't remember all the catchphrases. We can't remember all the work you ladies do in terms of catchphrases. So we yell Giovanni. It's easy to yell at the stage. So I don't think that, you know, she should be taking it as we're all going to these shows and Associating her with Giovanni, like we're associating Dorinda with Giovanni. Anyway, then we cut to Dorinda, who meets her friend John Gizmo, who's an older gay, and I love an older gay. And I was very happy to see this man. I was very happy to see him, and I was excited to meet him and to learn more. Apparently, these two have been doing aerobics since the 80s. And Dorinda says that they went to an aerobics class together, and she and him danced in front of the class. And then she says she realized they had something. So they went to an aerobics class. Dorinda got up at the end and did a little dance, and she said, I realize we have something here. As if she just thought of a new business. As if she just created the skinny girl Margarita. Frankly, I'm giving her a hard time though, but I'm super excited for her to bring back 80s aerobics. I think it's a great idea. (laughs) I would I would go. That aerobics class that she showed at the end of the episode, I would have gone. I would have loved it. Looked amazing. So then we cut to a scene that was one of the tops. Again, another A-plus five-star scene of Ramona and Tinsley, and later Sonia. But it, we're at Tinsley's apartment, or her hotel room, whatever it is. Ramona arrives, and Tinsley's not wearing any makeup. She's got no lip liner on. She's got no lashes. She's got no rouge. Nothing. No, Not a stitch of makeup. She's been crying, obviously. Ramona enters, and she gives Tinsley a hug. Tinsley starts crying in her arms, and Ramona knows not what to do ramona's face the camera lingered on ramona's face as she hugged tinsley and i've never laughed so hard you guys it was so funny it, ramona didn't even know what to do she was just hugging tinsley she didn't know what to say she was making wacky faces as if she was on laughing or i don't know <laughs> like, you know uh, on the golden girls b arthur's always making like crazy faces that's what i felt like or i love lucy i felt like that's what ramona was doing as she was hugging tinsley about her dead dog It was just so, it made me belly laugh, like belly laugh. And Ramona was in all black, which just, I don't know, made me laugh. Again, Tinsy's wearing no makeup, and Tinsy's crying, crying as she tells Ramona the story about how Bambi died. She says, I gave him three kisses, and I rubbed him. And then she says he was dead 30 minutes later. She said she gave him three kisses and rubbed his belly and then walked away, and then 30 minutes later, she went to check on him, and he was dead. Dead. She tells us exactly what happens. She says she went back and she says, Bambi! Bambi! She says, I called 911. They couldn't revive him. She's talking about her chihuahua, Bambi. And look, I get it, you guys. I get it. Losing an animal is tough. I actually, this was a scene where I thought, you know what? Tinsley's reacting appropriately. That's how I would react too. I don't even have a dog right now. But I've had dogs in my past. And that's how you react. So you know what, Tinsley? I got it. And I liked seeing this because it shows that People have a strong relationship with their dog. But it was funny. I mean, it was funny. Ramona even said in her confessional, she said, This is major. She's got no lashes or makeup or lip gloss on. Ramona knew it was a big deal. And then Sonia shows up and Tinsley had to explain. Like they were Sonia and Ramona were trying to comfort her. And Ramona said, like, well, is it a he or a she? And Tinsley's like, It's a boy, because in the movie the Bambi's a boy. People don't know that. And she had to explain about Bambi. And then it was revealed. Oh, well, first I want to say that when she explained about Bambi, Sonia said that she knew a stripper in Miami named Bambi. <laughs> oh, I love these women. Oh, I love them. Tinsley said she's going to name her kid Bambi. I mean, Tinsley was a fucking mess in this scene. A fucking mess. And then Sonia's like, you need to pull it together. And then they flashback to a scene that Sonia did a previous season scene where she gave her dog a funeral. And I'll never forget that scene. One of the best. And they showed Sonia trying to spread her dog's ashes, and they just went back in her face. And you guys, that was a moment. I believe that was like season seven-ish. It was a non-Bethany season, but I think those seasons are still good. They get hated on, but they were great. Holla. But it was such a funny flashback. And then Tinsy reveals that she freezed her dog. And then Sonia's like, oh yeah, that's what you do. She said, I froze my dog at night when my dog died. Sonia said she just popped Milu in the fucking freezer as if she was a piece of a chicken breast, a leftover breast that you're putting in the freezer. I couldn't believe it. Can you imagine Sonya just putting the dog in the freezer? And do you remember last season when Sonya had the brown ice in the freezer? You guys know what I'm talking about. Remember? Somebody went over there. I don't remember the exact scene, but Sony had brown ice. And now all I can think about is like the dead dog was in that freezer for Lord knows how long. Because at that Morgan estate, who knows? And did one of those interns, Pickles, or one of them other interns, just go in the freezer for some ice and there was a dead dog in there? I don't know. But the point is, Sonia threw a dog in the freezer when it died, and that seems bizarre to me. And I know people love their animals, and what are you going to do? What do I? Who knows what you do? Sonia threw it in the freezer, and apparently Tinsley froze her dog. And then Ramona's trying to figure out, well, then when you finally have the viewing, how do you defrost the dog? Ramona says, do you put it in a microwave? <laughs> you guys, this scene was just like the best comedy. She said, do you put the dog in the microwave to defrost it? And I'm not unsure that Sonia didn't put the dog in the microwave to defrost it. I feel like that might have happened. But was <laughs> so funny. I can't imagine these women. What else is in their freezers? Some men, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a dead man in the freezer. I don't know. But it seems bizarre to me that they're just having their dead pets in the freezers. But who knows? What do I know? Apologies to anyone who's listening who maybe put their dog in the freezer. I don't know. I don't mean to offend. Anyway, then it's revealed that Scott sent Tinsley some Bambi shoes. Tinsley was just being crazy this scene, and I loved it. And Tinsley's been bringing in every episode this season. Towards the end of the season, she's been bringing it every episode, and I applaud that. Then we cut to Luann and Ramona talking about being single, and this was, this was the start of that scene with the disinvitation or whatever but they start talking about being single and then mario says or ramona says that mario tells her he misses her but ramona says too much has happened and i think we all want ramona and mario to get back together i can at least speak for myself but i do get it it's it's sad i get that they shouldn't be together and i think that ramona's actually being very ha- healthy about this all i think it's smart of her to not be- get back together with mario although i do kind of want it to happen also in these scenes, I like that there's, we're seeing the Christmas trees. You know, I love Christmas decorations, Christmas scenes. So it was nice to see Ramona's Christmas tree in the back. We saw Dorinda's earlier in the back. And then this is where Luann invites them to her Christmas show. And again, I just have to say, this was one of the greatest scenes. Don't be mad, but we don't want to see you work, Ramona said to her. <laughs> like, oh, I was screaming. It was so funny. It was perfection. Then we cut to Dorinda's dance party. Now, Dorinda's aerobics class was so, so good. So I want to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about Dorinda's aerobics class, because it was so funny. and I loved it all, the costumes, everything. We're going to take a quick break. Before we do, please find me on social media at Danny Pellegrino, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, facebook.com slash Pellegrino Danny. Go to patreon.com slash everything iconic. If you want to support the show, pledge $4 more per month. You get the bonus episodes, one a month. Uh, if you want one of the t-shirts, WoW Bethany Wow t-shirts, or one of the others, it's everythingiconic.threadless.com. I'm on Cameo if you want a Cameo, although I tune it off usually on the weekends or a couple days a week. But anyway, all the links are in the episode description. Let's take a quick break, and then we'll come right back and finish this up. filtered shower head comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered shower head. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy-filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, my listeners can use code Iconic all together one word, at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry, your hair and skin will thank you. Ever since I saw Clueless, I wanted to have the most amazing wardrobe, and that includes all of the clothes inside the wardrobe closet, and that's why I'm excited to talk to you about Quince. Now, Quince has you covered with truly timeless pieces that never go out of style. You'll have them in your closet forever. Quince has... All sorts of must-haves. I'm talking uh, Mongolian cashmere crewneck sweaters from $50. I have a blue cashmere crewneck sweater I got from them that I get so many compliments on all the time. I love it. Plus, iconic 100% leather jackets and versatile flow knit The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80%, less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes us savings all over to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. Love that. Makes you feel good about shopping with Quince. Uh, again, I've gotten a lot of stuff there. Just uh, good quality pieces and a lot of different options if you're looking to upgrade your wardrobe. So indulge in the affordable luxury. Go to Quince.com iconic for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Quince, Q-U-I-N-C-E.com iconic get free shipping and 365 day returns, quince.com slash iconic. This episode is sponsored by Los Angeles Tourism. Now, you all know I'm from the Midwest, but I've lived in California for so long, and I truly do love it here in L.A. There's so much to do. My parents were just in town and said the same thing because we always have something to do when they visit. There's so much good food and drink here. There's lots of pop-ups, rooftop bars, year-round alfresco dining. I love being able to eat outside here all the time, but they really have so many different food options uh, that you can get all the time. Tons of great shopping and fashion. Uh, They just opened up a new shopping center right across the street from where we live and it's just fantastic to be able to walk there. I love that. I love having the sun. I love the attractions, the studios, the lifestyle. You get all the Hollywood pop culture stuff that I certainly love so much. Uh, And also you just get the wonderful weather. It's really a fantastic place. So I want to encourage you all to head to discoverla.com. Again, need more ideas for your next visit? Just head to discoverla.com. Okay, let's talk about this 80s aerobics class, you guys. Dorinda was dressed to the nines and her leg warmers and all of it. And all of a sudden, she didn't want to do it. And I couldn't tell if Dorinda was a little tipsy here. I think she was maybe a little tipsy. I think she was. But she all of a sudden revealed that she didn't want to do it anymore, which was such a shift. Because earlier in the episode, she seemed so on board with this idea. She thought it was the next great business idea. She was ready to go on Shark Tank with it. Dorinda was pitching it to Bethany. She was ready to go on Shark Tank. but. She says she doesn't want to do it anymore. Now, this was so great because as the women walked in, we got to see pics from the 80s. We saw Sonia in the 80s. We saw Ramona in the 80s in her workout clothes. I wish we had cameras following them in the 80s. There was nothing I would have liked more than to see Ramona and Sonia in the 80s. And these women have had long relationships. I know they weren't probably friends in the 80s, but I think Ramona and Sonia go back enough. I would like to see their very first meeting. And in my head... I picture them all at the same club in the 80s. Do you remember that show, The Carrie Diaries? So it was like a Sex and the City prequel that aired on CW. It was really good, actually. But it was all set in the 80s. And it was about like the Sex and the City characters, how they met. And it was about Carrie in the 80s. And that's all I want for the Rony women. And I know this is a reality TV show, so it'd be hard to script. But it's truly all I ache for. I want it so bad. I want to just see footage of these women in the 80s. And we might have to script it. Maybe it needs to be a scripted thing. But wouldn't that be a great show on Bravo? Could you imagine? It'd be like Muppet Babies, but for the Housewives, although a little older. Like a prequel series. I think that's what we need. Like a scripted, we can call it The Real Houses of New York 80s. And then we would pretend it would be scripted. So we'd pretend that these women all knew each other in the 80s, but we could see them in the 80s like partying as young people. I can picture it in my head and it's a beautiful show. It's the best show on TV. The one that's playing in my head. It's good, and I think we need it. Anyway, we see all the women walking in. We see Ramona in her 80s gear. Then Ramona is talking to Dorinda, she says, uh, about Tinsley not showing up to the 80s event. She says, well, you know, I went over there, she didn't have lashes on, she was crying. I've never seen her that upset. Then she says to Dorinda, did you freeze your dog? Because she's freezing it, and then she's defrosting it. That's what Ramona said right off the bat to Dorinda, and Dorinda's so fucking confused. Trina's like, what? She's freezing, then defrosting the dead dog? What's going on? Then everyone else arrives. Bethany arrives with some skinny girl. Bethany reveals that she's going to do a s'mores and whores party. S'mores and whores. She says she likes to play on words, and that's what she's doing. Whether we like it or not, she's doing a s'mores and whores party, and I guess it's happened on the finale, because next week's the finale. Then Barbara's uh, there. (laughs) It's revealed that Luann bought Barbara and Bethany some furry jackets, which I'd like to see. I'd like to know what they look like. We didn't see one. I feel like they should have shown us what they look like on screen, but they were jackets. And when this is revealed to the group, Dorinda gets so pissed. So it's revealed that Luann bought these jackets for Barbara and Bethany. And Dorinda just goes, wow, wow, wow. Dorinda is so pissed she never got a gift after Cartagena. It was so funny. She was so pissed she didn't get a fucking fuzzy jacket after Cartagena calling her an alky. I mean, (laughs) oh, these women never disappoint. And then the class starts. Dorinda seems to get the energy back, and she starts the class, and it looks like so much fun. I saw Jammin' in the background. I mean, he was on the show before. I saw a bunch of people that I sort of recognized. So hello to all of them, but it looked like so much fun. I wish we could have all been there. I would go to this, too. I'd rather pay some money to go to one of Dorinda's aerobics classes than going to Luann's show, her cabaret show. I think I'm over the show now. I'm ready to go to aerobics classes. Let's get Dorinda on the tour. Let's get her tour in the country. Do you remember Richard Simmons used to do a class here in LA, like sweating to the oldies? I think the class still goes on, but Richard's missing. Anyway, it still goes on, and I would love that to be replaced with Dorinda. No offense to Richard, God bless, but... I wouldn't mind a class that was set up here in LA. I only want in LA because that's where I'm at. But it could be in New York. You know, set up a studio and do it once a week and I would go. It'd be amazing. Or maybe Dorinda needs to do some workout tapes. Remember Phaedra Parks did a workout tape and so did Kenya. I think we need to get a Dorinda workout tape, like an aerobics. That's what we need. That's what I want. I would do Dorinda's, Dorinda's Dance Club or Dorinda's Dance Beats or what we'd call it. I don't know what we'd call it. It could be all Luann's songs, too, if we want to incorporate the other women. It could be all Luann's remix dance songs. And it could be a workout tape. I'd love it. Give it to us, Dorinda, please. Anyway, Lou has no rhythm. For the only singer in the group, she has no rhythm doing these moves. I've never seen someone move their body so awkwardly as Luann. Anyway, then at the end of the class, Ramona sort of invites Barbara to their surprise party that she's throwing for Dorinda and Sonia. But then, Barbara's like, "Well, no, I already told Luann I would go to her show." And Ramona's like, "Well, I just wanted you to know that you weren't not invited." Just so mean. But then Barbara goes and tells Sonia, "Like, look, Ramona planned this party, but it's the same time as Luann's cabaret. It's rude of me not to go." So then Barbara totally blows the cover of the surprise party, and then Ramona has to say to Sonia, "Like, yeah, I was planning a surprise party for you." Ultimately, all the women decide they're going to go do a toast at Luann's show, so they're going to show up there. Raise a glass or whatever, and then they're going to leave because they don't want to watch Luann work, which is so, still so funny. Ah, <laughs> oh, but it was good. And then Ramona was like pissed at Barbara about throwing her cover. Oh, you guys, you guys, you guys, you guys. And then next week's the finale, that was the whole episode. So th- tonight's episode was like a lot of random scenes, but everyone made me laugh so hard, harder than the last. I have no complaints about it. It wasn't, it was maybe a little disjointed, but I mean, we came off such a high of three episodes, and then to have an episode right after a vacation that was so funny. Just so funny. I mean, I, I feel truly blessed. And I would just like to thank Bravo, the editors, the everyone, production staff, anyone who's at that aerobics class, thank you for your work. Next week on the show, again, the finale, we have the Xmas with the Countess show. We see Bethany in bed, and I think she's dealing with her allergies. I think that's what's going on. And then we see sexy Santas. Which, if you've listened to every episode of the show, you know that I love a sexy Santa. It's my fetish. I love not an old man Santa. So I just want to clear this up because some people think I'm attracted to any sort old Santa. And that's not the case. I'm attracted to a sexy, hot young man in a Santa outfit. You know, like the, I'm talking about like the red velvet, <laughs> the red velvet shorts and just a Santa hat. Like that, it to me is like the hottest thing in the world. No, sh- no top on, no blouse, just a uh, little shorts. I'm getting hot just thinking about it. But it seems like there's a bunch of these men next week in the episode. And it's like, they give, they give, they give. They can't give me any more. It's like, the show, sometimes I watch and I think, is it made for me? Did they do this just for me? Because they're delivering everything that I would want in life. They're giving me sexy Santas now for the finale. What did I do to deserve this? I feel so blessed. Apparently, one of the sexy Santas almost kills one of the women or murders them. I don't know. He's like lifting up one of the women in the chair. And then the preview for next week just ends. But it seems like the man drops somebody. I don't know. So maybe the whole cast doesn't make it out of the season alive. We don't know. We don't know. That's the cliffhanger. And I wouldn't be surprised because these women deliver. I wouldn't be surprised. Like These women know how to deliver good TV. And those real houses of Beverly Hills, they better be taking notes. Okay? They need to be taking notes because they need to step it up. And they need to see what these New York women are doing. And they need to copy that. And I like the Beverly Hills woman. I just want to say Up front, I love Rena. I think she's fantastic. And I think they're all sort of individually okay. I just think something's not clicking, and we need them to step it up. Because this is already, I'd say, the third season now. Hand to God, this is what I believe. I believe it's the third season of Bad on The Real House of Beverly Hills, maybe even the fourth season. The fourth season. Now, The Real House of Orange County, I believe, has had two bad seasons in a row. New York has never had a bad season, but... I'm looking at you, Orange County and Beverly Hills. We cannot have another bad season of Beverly Hills. We cannot have it. I will not stand for it. So listen, if any of you out there are producing Beverly Hills, you better step it up, get us some messy people, get us some good storylines going on, hire some people that have some crazy shit going on in their lives. We need something. Or bring over some of the New York women if you got to do that. I don't care. Remember we used to do those crossovers where Bethany would show up on Beverly Hills? Make that happen for a whole season. Throw Bethany as much money as you got to do it. Just give her a truckload of money and tell her she's living in Beverly Hills for the next three months and she's getting along with Kyle because we need her. And I will not stand for another bad season of Beverly Hills. And I'm very worried about Orange County as well. I'm very worried about it. Anyway, that's the episode, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. On Monday, I believe there'll be a recap of The Hills. So I'm going to try to do that after the episode. So it'll either come out maybe Monday night, maybe Tuesday. We'll see, or maybe I'll get exhausted and I won't do it. But I'm going to try my best. I'm hoping to uh, over prom- uh, under promise, over deliver. So I love you all so much for listening. Let's take a minute to just breathe. So you know, I normally end with these breathing exercises, but right now I'm going to channel my inner McConaughey, and I'm going to try to calm you guys off. <laughs> Download the Calm app. I think that's what it's called, Calm, and you'll hear Matthew McConaughey just say all right all right all right it's time to go to bed good night everybody this is bad stupid i love you guys cans Did you ever watch True Blood? I was obsessed. I thought the men on that show, Alexander Skarsgård, Ryan Quanten, I was in love with him when that show was airing. And I thought it was just so good. And so that's why I'm so excited to tell you about the new season of the Truest Blood podcast. The Truest Blood podcast is fantastic. If you haven't listened before, it's hosts Kristen Bauer and Deborah Ann Wall, who rewatch and tell true stories from the set of HBO's iconic series, True Blood. They discuss the episodes, the blood, both fake and real, and All the sexy bites in between. And this season of the podcast, they cover seasons three and four of True Blood, uh, where there's more werewolves, witches, and vampire royalty on the show. Plus, I have really great people who worked behind the scenes of the show coming on and talking about the show. Lots of that to come. I think we're all pop culture junkies here. And one of the things that I love about pop culture is seeing how the sausage is made. And so I think that's why we're all going to be so excited to listen to the Truest Blood podcast. So check it out uh, and also check out the show True Blood. Watch all episodes of True Blood on max and listen to the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Icons. I'm sure I've mentioned this many a time on the show, but I use DoorDash all the time. And I'm sure so many of you are right there with me. When you need a meal, you hop on DoorDash. And that's why I'm so excited to tell you about DoorDash's Dash Pass. It's the most affordable way to get anything in your area delivered to your door, helping you save lots of money, lots of time with every one of your DoorDash orders. So it's really a big saver. With $0 delivery fees and lower service fees on your eligible orders, Dash Pass makes it super easy to save on restaurants or retail items, groceries, all your local favorites that deliver on DoorDash. Because I don't just get my meals. I also get a lot of groceries. You can get, again, retail items, local stuff. Dash Pass too pays for itself in just two orders on average, making delivery even more worth it. Plus, Dash Pass gives you special access to exclusive promotions, member-only menu items, uh, all for just $9.99 a month. So get more from your delivery for less. Sign up for Dash Pass today only on DoorDash. Use code ICONIC24. That's ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for DashPass. Subject to change, terms apply. Again, use code ICONIC24 and get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $12 or more after signing up for DashPass. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day.